Welcome to the Motivation Without the Hype podcast with your host, Jez Perez. He's an author, high-performance coach, and motivational speaker. This show brings you inspiring messages and interviews to unleash your greatness in life and in business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Motivation Without the Hype podcast show. My name is Jez Perez a former procrastinator into an action taker. We bring you inspirational messages and interviews, including motivational insights, tips, principles, and proven strategies that you can take action without the hype in unleashing your greatness in life and in business. Now, we appreciate you plugging in and spending time with us. And we have a very special guest all the way from Austria, not in Australia, Austria. And we're very grateful to have him on our show. Now, his name is Simon Severino helps business owners in SaaS and services run their company more effectively, which results in sales that soar. Trusted by Google, Rocher, Consilience, Ventures, Abgen, and Abvi, he created the strategy Sprints method that doubles revenue in 90 days by getting owners out of the weeds. Now, he's a TEDx speaker, contributed to Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine, member of SVBS, which is Silicon Valley Blockchain Society. So, Simon, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here. So, uh, again, I'm really grateful to have you on, and I'm really excited to to go through this episode with you. Uh, you know, tons of experience that you've done through your journey. And, you know, first of all, to those who don't know yet, uh, please tell us who you are and what you do. Simon Severino, it's 21 years that I do only one thing, uh, double revenue for entrepreneurs and with entrepreneurs. We've been coaching all countries, all time zones. And uh, after 1,600 sprints that doubled revenue, that's that's now our thing. I've just um, published my first book, which is about the process of how you double uh, your business in 90 days. And it's literally the checklists and blueprints that I use. It's called Strategy Sprints. It's right now on Amazon. And um, I'm a father of three and uh, I'm a triathlete, so I, I work out uh, every day, and um, I, I like reading books, and um, this is who I am. I run communities of entrepreneurs, and this is this is my passion. So glad to have you on, on board. Not only that you're great at business, but you also look after your health, which is really important to have. You know, not many uh, business owners or entrepreneurs, they just focus on their business, but then they neglect the health. So to, to hear that from yourself, is amazing. So, um, you know, we're going to go a couple of th- questions and, you know, really get to understand you and what you do and how you thrive, particularly with the book that you've written. So that's that's amazing. So congr- congratulations. It takes a lot of effort and time. So blood, sweat and tears and experiences. So um, can you just share a bit, a bit of your book, uh, you know, Strategy Sprints? 17 years of working in the field with teams. And the question was always, should we launch this or that? Should we launch it this way or that way? Should we enter the market with a new product or expand the current product line? This kind of go-to-market questions, that's what I've been doing with the big brands, but also with the small pioneering teams, the teams of deep tech, of blockchain, etc. And so what I've learned in there is that there are some things that just don't work, and there are some things that sometimes work. And so those that sometimes work, I kept on them. I created a tool, a blueprint. I shared this 
with other people in another industry, they said, oh my God, Simon, this is working. You are a genius. I said, no, I'm not a genius. It just worked in, in, in this other industry. That's what they are doing all the time to solve this problem. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Cool. Because when people build businesses, they are in their own industry. And so they always look for how does my industry solve this, which is a limiting factor. It's a limiting belief. If you look at other industries who have to solve similar problems on a similar complexity, similar structural complexity, they have much better ways to solve it. And so because we sprint coaches, we, we fly across industries every day. We are in 12 countries, 12 industries as a team. We collect every Monday all this knowledge, refine the tools, and then they say, oh my God, this doubled my revenue. Yeah, but for us, it's the daily exercise. It's a set of tools that we have, a specific order of how to do them. And in the book, I share them. So one chapter is about how to market. One chapter is about how to sell. One chapter is about how to onboard clients, make it a wow experience. Then the next chapter is how you deliver on what you promised. So how you structure the operations and the team. And then the next one is how you can upsell and cross-sell from there, make them super fans that start becoming your brand ambassadors. They start doing your marketing. If you do the first parts well, they will be your marketing department uh, without you asking them to. They will just tell everybody. They will say, oh my God, you have to do this. And so these are the blueprints and checklists that I share in the book. And it's a bargain because for, I don't know, 20 bucks, uh, you get 17 years of strategy advisory. Um, the value gap is huge. I think that's really important is that, you know, your blood, sweat and tears and, you know, that 17 years of experience, that's, that's a, you know, that's a really upload into, into the, into this book. So guys, you know, um, what we're going to do is we're going to get that link into the show notes and I highly recommend that, you know, if you really want to upscale and really have that strategy sprints within the next 90 days and to apply what you've learned through this book hit the link, it's on the show notes provided for you so you can go through there and understand about strategy sprint. So, you know, you talked about some challenges in business businesses. What would be a common bottleneck that you've seen throughout the years and is there a strategy and how you can actually resolve them? So if you think of your business as a, an, a value-creating activity in stages, there is always a bottleneck right now for you, and there will always be. But if you identify that and solve that, you increase the overall value creation by much more than if you just improve everything. So let's simplify. What is a business? It's the awareness stage. Hey, here we are. Interest stage. Oh, tell me more. Then the engagement stage. Wow, that's cool. Where can I get more? then making them ready to buy, then it's closing. All right, let's go. We commit to being business partners. And then it's delivering. Wow, this is really helpful. And then it's retaining. So I came for this, but can I stay for something else? So if this is your business, and then let's say it's just these parts, the bottleneck is always which of those parts breaks first when you 10x. So if next week, you are going to take on 10 times more clients than this week. Which of those parts breaks first? And let's say in the delivery, oh, week zero, we can still onboard them. But week one, we don't have enough people to, to do what we do. 
Then you have found your current bottleneck. Your current bottleneck is that it's too manual uh, of a week one. So in the operations, you need to scale week one. That might be via automations or outsourcing or hiring more people. Um, you, you have different options, but you have to solve that first. You solve that first, and then next week when you've solved that, you ask this question again, you will find the next bottleneck. And then in that week, in the strategy sprints method, in every week the team solves only one bottleneck until it's completely solved. And then we move to the next. And this is a huge difference to traditional, to 99.9% .9 out there who solve 17 different things and they don't even write down what they're solving. So they, they usually not even know if, they're, if they've solved that. Because you have to write down your assumption and, and say, okay, we think bottleneck is week one. Uh, we think if we do this, we will solve it by 12%. Then you run three experiments of four hours length. You find the one that solves. You put in more time. Seven days later, you have solved it. And now you measure that it, it has increased by 12%. It's all right. The assumption was right. The activity worked. Now this is closed. Let's do the... Eight minutes bottleneck analysis again, find the next bottleneck, solve the next bottleneck. This is a strategy sprints uh, method, right? It's a scientific method applied to running a business. I think that's really important because a lot of people tend to be uh, reactive. And so when they have a lot of bottlenecks, they try to tackle all at one go. They get overwhelmed and they procrastinate and all of a sudden, you know, the business runs over and all of a sudden it's too late to catch up. And I think tackling one by one and, you know, through an iterative process where it's, you know, per week or per sprint, you're tackling those challenges. And I like it. You know, you, you put lessons learned, you know, you capture it. And I think not many businesses do that. They just go with the flow, of just being reactive rather than proactive, not realizing it does make a difference when you start catching those things and capturing those bottlenecks and finding, and I like how you said, you know, finding things and if it breaks, how do we resolve that? You know, how do we group together and how do we put lessons learned so we can avoid that, you know, week to week, which is great because not many businesses, you know, tend to think those things about how they can resolve it because any time, any given of the time, you know, or the week, things can happen, but if you're able to alleviate that and identify it a lot earlier on, uh, then you're going to have a streamlined process business, which is fantastic. So you mentioned about some levers as well. Um, what would be a, one of the levers that you use or that you share or coach your clients in doubling their business? So if right now, in the next 90 days, you want to double your revenue, uh, you focus on three things. Of all the activities that your team is doing right now, you pick only the ones who check one of those three boxes. Which activities increase by 25% mm. the frequency of your sales, the price you can charge for the same offer and your conversion rate from the existing conversations. So it's zero marketing. You spend zero in marketing and you focus on these three sales things. Increasing by 25% your frequency, that's a sales thing. Yeah. Increasing by 25% the price that you can get, that's a positioning thing. But positioning is a prerequisite for sales. And then increasing by 25% the conversion rate, that's a sales thing. So you spend zero time and zero money on marketing the next 90 days. You put those time 
in improving your sales, you will have doubled your revenue. It's not hard. We, we are doing this every day, 21 years. I know it sounds complicated. It's very simple when you do just this. It's like when you go to a medical doctor and say, oh my God, how did you find this diagnosis? They do only this every day, 16 years long. They see your tongue. They know what's going on. And so this is a sprint coach sees your business and goes, okay, this is the bottleneck. This is what we're going to solve. And then these are the three inflection points. So let's work towards those three. Let's deprioritize the rest and let's work on those three things. That's why it can double revenue. And I think, you know, a lot of people tend to think or overcomplicate things. And that's the reason why they either procrastinate or don't even improve their businesses is because they feel and think that, oh, wow, it's just X, Y, and Z. And, you know, you go, it, it's, they feel it's like a longer process. But like you said, if you tackle three things, you know, and just increment those changes and you improve it, then it's just going to be a flow and effect. And then you can see those massive improvements and you double revenue, which is, which is easy when you look at it in that perspective. And I think a lot of people tend to overcomplicate things, but you're able to decompartmentalize and really see it from a different lens, which is fantastic, you know? And you mentioned a lot of truths, a lot of insights, uh, your 16, 17 years of experience, but yeah, identifying those, you know, bottlenecks, you know, looking those levers, you know, to double the business. And it's all about just looking from the inside out. And I think that's really powerful. I mean, like for yourself, I mean, what is the one thing that you've learned the most in your 17 years of business experience that you've done? Right now, we are entering a bear market. So most countries listening uh, will be in a recession when this episode goes out uh, or entering a recession. Some countries don't call it a recession yet. Australia, is, I think, is not talking about a recession yet. Uh, but it's coming. It's coming. And um, uh, they, not even the US is talking about a recession yet, but they, they are entering it. Europe is the only uh, part of the world where you see the recession already, um, and it's clear. So technically, the, the definition of recession is two quarters of negative GDP growth. Um, and um, so let's talk about how do you, what do you do right now yeah. to prepare for weak markets? Okay, because many of your clients, many of your suppliers, etc., they will have problems. They will have, um, they will be short on cash. So, how do you prepare for a weak market? First, we look at saving systems. So, because in our method, to be really resilient, a, a business needs solid revenue systems, solid saving systems, and solid investment systems. So, revenue systems. That's sales that's happening, whatever you do, all right? You sleep, you have sales happening. You go on holidays, you have sales happening. You are in a bear market, you are in a recession, stagflation, you have sales happening. Because it's repeatable, it's automated, parts of that is passive, parts of that is highly modularized, standardized, parts of that is um, semi-modularized, semi-standardized, if it's a service but you have modules. Otherwise, you will not survive hard markets because your profit rate is too low. So revenue systems, you fix them first, and then we move to the saving systems. In the saving systems, you look at your costs. You look at fixed costs and variable costs. How many of your costs are fixed? 
turn them all into variable costs. What is a fixed cost? The more work you have, the more you want the costs to go up. The less work you have, the less costs you want to have. When you have less projects, why would you still pay all the costs? Right? You want to you want it to go with the amount of work. So turn your fixed costs, your office, your headquarters, your um your your whatever your costs are, your personnel costs, etc. Make them dynamic, make them grow with your work. So your suppliers, let's say you have people bringing you material. Let pay them for the material, not just a monthly contract. Don't pay for time, pay for results. When there will be more results, you will pay them more. Less results, you pay less. Because you will have suppliers who don't deliver. And you will have marketing agencies who don't deliver. And you will have PR agencies who don't deliver. So don't pay for the non-delivery. Don't pay for time, pay for results. This is how you turn costs from fixed into variable. This increases your resilience. The other part is look at your profit rate. Profit rate is made of gross profit, operational profit, and net profit. You want these percentages to be, all the three, to be very high. In the end, the only one that really matters is your net profit. So this is the most important. Whatever you get from your accountancies, from your P&Ls, from your reports, this one is the one you want to see first, net profit in percentage per month. And then you want to see the rest, the revenues, the costs, what's coming in, what's, what's going out. Okay, But the first thing you want to see your net profit. Otherwise, you're, you don't know what money you are making and if you're making money. Okay, You might have a ton of revenue and zero money. So that's the profit. And you have to look at the profitability. How do you increase profitability? By improving your business model. That's a little bit harder than the cost management. Business yeah. model, again, you look at other industries and say, how did they solve this? And this is where a coach comes in handy because business model is a bit complicated. But it's basically thinking about your value creation and how, how can you create even more value in a smarter way. Business model is how you capture parts of the value that you have created for the client. I wanted to ask, you know, not many, well, most businesses, you know, they, they go through, you know, this, this journey. Um, why is it important to get a coach right now? I mean, like you talked about, different type of markets, um, you're talking about entering closely to a recession. Why do we need a coach right now to show us and guide us to work through the process? Well, if you did study uh, in school or university or wherever you were, if you have learned how to do all the things that I just said, the three levers for sales, if you know that, you don't need a coach. Just do it, right? If you know how to change your financial reports to show them exactly the profits first and then the rest, then you don't need a coach. And if you know how to turn fixed costs into variable costs, you don't need a coach. Um, and if you know uh, how to change your business model in a way that it will dramatically uh, increase your profit this month, you don't need a coach. But if you hear all of this and you and you go, oh, sounds great, but where do I start? Yeah, a coach might be a great idea. <laughs> like, yeah, and you know, it's really important. Like you mentioned, a lot of truths about business insights, and I think a lot of business owners, whether it's, it's small to medium, where they don't think about these type of things, they just run it. 
uh, but they don't have uh, you know an entrepreneur's hat where they think about the metrics. They don't think about the details, the, the results. You know, all they think about okay, how do I run it? And they they don't thrive. They're just trying to survive. But having these type of tools that you mentioned will actually dramatically change their business. And you mentioned about you know models, and and I'm a firm believer. You know that structure will always create outcomes. If there's no structure or infrastructure in towards how your model is set up for your business, you're not going to last very long. And with the recession that's happening, you don't have the tools and strategies to combat that to keep on going, which is really important. And one of the things that you mentioned as well that is one of your key insights is you know what is speed versus velocity? Can you explain what that what that means? Yes, yeah, speed in itself is not helpful because you might be running fast in the wrong direction. Imagine you're running a marathon and you are the fastest, but you're running in the wrong direction. Yeah, that's why velocity—that's a term from physics. Velocity says, "All right, this is speed, including the direction of the speed," and you can calculate velocity in a business team. Velocity answers the questions. Are we moving in the right direction at the right pace? So we install with our clients so that they know if they're moving in the right direction at the right pace. The daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit. The daily habit is how they are allocating their time right now, and how can they delegate, outsource, automate tomorrow? That's on the daily level. On the weekly level, we install a dashboard with them that shows them their. This week's marketing numbers, sales numbers, operations numbers, and this is where you get the question of the velocity. Are we moving in the right direction at the right pace? You only know if latest every seven days you get your marketing numbers, sales numbers, and ops numbers. Otherwise, you cannot answer this question. You are answering based on what? On narratives, on how you feel. That's not how you run a business. And then there is the monthly habit, and the monthly habit is all right. What else can our customers do? They might do nothing. They might do it themselves. They might go with your competitors. Who are our top three competitors right now? And uh, do we need to change anything? Where are we winning? Where are they winning? Where you are winning? The sprint coach will help you double down on, and where you are not winning, the sprint coach will help you cut costs for f- from the budget and from the attention of your team, cut fifteen percent directly now for the next month's budget, and reuse those fifteen percent, reinvest those fifteen percent in where you are currently winning, because you are winning right now. Now you put in more fifteen percent more resources, time, money, people. You put them, put in more. You are crushing it, and you are not only crushing it, but you are also more defendable. Yeah. And in strategy, defendability is very important. Traditionally, like twenty years ago, in in an executive MBA, the strategy module, you will learn about you would learn about modes and how to create defendability. That whole thing does not apply to the to the new world to the digital world how you create modes in the digital world is very hard nobody has real modes not even amazon has modes so why would you have modes forget it a mode a proper mode is impossible to build in the internet era but defendability is possible and defendability is you have a strategic advantage in specific points 
For example, you have three times more positive Google reviews than your competitor. And on Amazon, you have three times more positive reviews. And on Instagram, you have three times more uh, live engagements, etc., etc. So you can create specific, not modes, but specific strategic advantages that when I look on both of your sites, I go, oh, this guy is much better. I trust this guy. Look at this. And so that's a small defendability of your business. And these things are important. So once a month, we check those strategic questions, where to invest more and how to increase the defendability, the strategic advantage. That's powerful. You know, not many people would want to look into their business processes because they're just good at their skill set in terms of running the business, but may not be effective. And again, running through the reactive process rather than being proactive, going through the metrics, looking at the stats, seeing where the bottlenecks are, using those levers to improve, you know, identifying those three things to getting better. You know what? And like, there's so many truths in what we just spoken, like in the last segment, it's, it's fantastic. So for you personally, Simon, how do you adapt and how do you constantly evolve and continue to be up beat with the trends and the markets and how it's currently moving? How do you continue to stay current? I'm sharing this every day on strategiesprints.com. I share, I share my learnings, my mistakes. So hop over on strategiesprints.com and be on this journey with me. I'm happy to answer all your questions and um, get the book, uh, Amazon Strategy Sprints. It's a bargain. Uh, it will massively improve your business. <laughs> Definitely. And I highly recommend that. So guys, those who are watching and listening through this podcast, there'll be a link of the product of Strategy Sprints uh, available on Amazon. So please do click away. So uh, Simon, I always ask this question to every guest that's on the show. Uh, what is your meaning of motivation without the hype? And how do you use motivation for your personal success? So I ask myself, um, what would I do anyways when I wake up? And that's what drives me. And that stays front and center. So ideally, you connect more to this in, in tough times. Ask yourself, okay, what would you do anyways? If you reset everything and you wake up tomorrow, what would you do anyways? That's my North Star. Straight to the point. <laughs> Simplicity at its best. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Like Simon, thank you so much for your time. Wow, I've just learned a lot of segments and there's a lot of truths in that, in those insights. And I relate to you because, you know, we, you, know you coach your clients along the way from end to end, looking at those things and how they can actually improve. And a lot of business that we've experienced and coach is like, I don't need help. I'm okay. But when you go into the details and you go through each of the process from end to end, it's like, wait a minute, are you thinking about this? And, and again, like your, your experience, 17 years is amazing. So guys, again, please get connected with Simon. All the links are provided on the show notes. So please connect with him, uh, reach out to him and follow him as well. Um, all There's tons of links and how you can get in touch with him, but it's going to change your life and it's definitely going to change your business. So if this episode has been helpful and uplifting, we would love for you to write a review to inspire more listeners to get plugged in. Now, we will continue to provide high-value content in each and every episode. If you don't mind sharing this podcast show on social media by inviting others, it will mean the world to me. Every time you tag me or tag Simon, we will get the opportunity to share those posts. And together, we can make a difference in the lives of others through inspirational messages just like this. So there you have it. In closing, continue to unleash your greatness. And tell yourself that I can, 
I will. And I'm us. And we'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) 